Hallelujah. Praise God. Here we are again. It's Wednesday and uh, six months are over and we're moving into the second half of the year. But I really believe we should still apply our hearts to wisdom and number our days, take them one day at a time. I believe that is the wisdom of God. Today we have Brother Sharath also helping us with translation. Thank you, Brother. We shall pray for a minute. Oh, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you. Father, in Jesus' name. Faithful God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. Thank you for your tender mercies. Thank you for your loving kindnesses. We worship you because you have not changed. You are the same. Yesterday, today and forever. Holy, holy, holy. Hallelujah, we worship you. The Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. The whole earth is filled with your glory. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. For He is Lord, He is Lord, He has risen from the dead, and He is Lord. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess, that Jesus Christ is the Lord. You are Lord. You are Lord. You have risen from the dead, and you are Lord. Yes, my knees shall bow, and my tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Worship and adore you in this place. Manasto preze vladabrande kabariande. Menok robo sapre min kalarabaki le kosoro kosende. Mishtanda brabadangabal minangro sorimande. Oh, hallelujah. Monde crepe di fravan flaminde res samaragal mande rebo shotori madabalda. Hamashoko de babrata manda rebele lo bresteri menjala brabali andele kosoronto. We worship and adore you, Rapatabalanda, Rameshede Bellerinde Reborosoriande. Hallelujah, Labasha Brahmanda, Lababa Rabash Grande. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Mandarabari Karabarakalabariya Barakasande. Blessed be your holy name. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We trust you today. You're the head, Lord. We are the body on the earth. Thank you that you flow through us. We trust you. We worship you. We honor you. 
Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We call every need met, every yoke destroyed, every burden removed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I like us to start by reading a familiar prayer again today uh, in Colossians, the first chapter, and I read from the ninth verse. It says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that we might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that we might walk worthy of the Lord, verse 10 continues, unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened, verse 11 says, with all might, according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering, with joyfulness, the twelfth verse, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. And we stop there. Notice uh, it's a prayer that I'm sure you are familiar with and you are also praying, believing, standing with us in agreement in your prayer pocket times. And I believe that um, any prayer you see in the new covenant is a desire from God's heart to answer our needs actually. You know, but since we are in a hostile world, a fallen world that is ruled and dominated by evil, therefore we still have to ask for God's will to come to pass on the earth and then enforce it after receiving by faith. Hallelujah. So anytime you see prayers like this, you can just go ahead and believe God to see the heart of God and the answer. Praise God. This is God's heart for us. And so we believe it. Let's hear this also in Canada, please. Father Kana now Saha Atan Kiri Divas in the Nimahuskara Pratisudan Bidade. New Sakala Janavanu, Atmi or Krike in Nuhundi, Atana Chikta the Vishwa the Tulvik in the Tumbikondu, Kartanigi Yogiragi Nadidu, Yella Vidadali Atan and Santosha Padisuragi Rabekin Telu. New Sakala Sakari and Bafalavana Kuruta, Deva Janadali, Abdurti Akira Bekentali, Athana Mahima Shaktiya Prakara, Paripurna Balahundi, Balisharagi, Ananda Purka or the Tarmen, Matu, Dirga Shanti and the Tolisuru, Belakinaliru, Parishutta, Badetelli, Palugar Raguda Kinamano, Yogiranaki Gimarida, Tandegi Kritanakasuti, Madu Ragira Bekentalu, Athanan Ashiste. Amen. Praise God. It's really a wonderful prayer there. And, um, you know, you notice the way um, the Holy Spirit has planned for each one of us. He's saying there that we might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So there is a co-arrangement uh, between how well you are filled with the knowledge of His will and also your walk. So as you begin to get filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, in other words, making 
heaven's choices in the fear of God rather than the fear of man. Praise God. He says, you walk in a manner worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Then he goes on, then there's fruitfulness. Notice that being fruitful in every good work, increasing, that causes increase. So when you begin to walk in the manner that is worthy or the way we were supposed to, the way we were created to in Christ, then uh, we are opening ourselves to more of the knowledge of God. So there's no point in just getting knowledge until you start walking out what you already know, walking in the light of what you already know. And then you begin to receive more. Hallelujah. So it's a principle of, of the Godhead. It's a principle that we need to be able to uh, tap into. Strengthened, he says, with all might. That is the power of God. Dynamite power, miracle power. To that glorious power to dom dominate. Or the word there is kratos, which means to dominate. Power that dominates. So you dominate until all patience and long-suffering is exercised with joyfulness, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us, made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So we begin to see how um, these things work, and it's, it's a blessing to know that. And so if you desire to receive an increase in the knowledge of God, to enjoy the benefits of moving along with Him, then you need to act on what you already know. And that's the plan of God. So these prayers can show you how God uh, thinks, His heart, how He operates. And then He says you get strengthened to be patient, to endure, to stand no matter what the challenge, the circumstance. And also you have long-suffering towards people. You are very uh, kind towards them, gentle towards them. You endure with them also people's, you know, moods and all of that stuff. And you have the ability to thank God in the midst of it all. Praise God. And you have in inheritance because you are qualified. Jesus has qualified us, made us meet or qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So um, you can see this kind of prayer has been given by God by His Spirit, and I'm sure that we have the models of these things in the Scripture also. Therefore, this is the desire of God for each one of us. If you remember, the 12th chapter of Hebrews has a couple of verses uh, which begin by saying, we're compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses. So those people of Hebrews 11 have gone ahead, and uh, they are watching, praise God, watching and seeing what's going on with us in our lives down here. And we are compassed about, they, they form like this grandstand, watching over our activities, our faith, and so on. So um, with that in mind, he says, uh, we look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Amen. So you can see there's a, there's a, a setting of, a stadium where we are called to race 
run the race that is set before us, looking on to Jesus. And we run the race with patience, he says. Hallelujah. So um, it doesn't matter how long it takes. We may be at the end of it all. You know, maybe we'll run for another year or two or whatever, or one week or two months, I don't know. But uh, we should just patiently run the race that is set before us. And um, it is a very specific race for each one of us. And, um, you know, you don't have to compare yourself with someone else, but you are allowed and you must compare yourself with Jesus, who is the author, the authority, and the finisher of it. Amen. So he has given us his own way of doing it, and so we look at him. That is the specimen uh, meant for us to model after, so to speak. Looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set at the right hand of the Father God or the Majesty on high. Amen. So we, we look at him and um, consider him and look at how he endured and then through the epistles, we see him also, this time through the apostles themselves, through their words and things that are written, especially uh, in the writings of Paul. And so we, we are going to go down that path a little bit, and I believe it will bless all of us. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I'm going to look at a, what you could call a day in Jesus' uh, life, you know, just pick out some day. Praise God. Let's go to Matthew, the 8th chapter. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 8 there, and notice from about the first verse, he says, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Matthew was a tax collector, so I think he had a certain way of writing, you know, certain level of... Uh, Maybe accounting, you know, just a way of doing things. So, came down from the mountain, and great multitudes followed him. And then he goes, And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Verse 4, Jesus saith unto him, See thou, tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. You know, Jesus was born and lived uh, under the law period there. We are in the period of grace or the age of the church. So he, he just yielded completely and he said, go show the priest. Verse 5, when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, so it looks like it is still going on. You know, after this lepers cleansed, then he goes on to, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, they came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. So you see here, immediately after the lepers cleansed, it seems like the next thing that happens is the centurion comes along. You know, Jesus is just going along. 
Verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, my servant shall be healed. I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh. Servant, do this, and he doeth it. Verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them, Verily have, uh, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Verse 11, And I say unto you, Many shall come from the east and the west, shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into the outer darkness, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. Servant was healed in the same hour. And when Jesus was come, so you can see like in this order, it's just going on, you know, one after the other. And verse 15, And he touched her hand, the fever left her, she arose and ministered unto them. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. He cast out the spirits with his word, healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities, bore our sicknesses. Now when Jesus saw the multitude, so it's like not stopping. About him he gave commandment to depart to the other side. And a certain scribe came unto him, Master, I will follow you whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me, you know, first go bury my father. Follow me, Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead. When he was entered into the ship, Disciples followed him. Behold, there arose a great, great tempest. So it's just going on like that. One flow into the next, into the next. <laughs> he was sleeping there, it says. Twenty-five disciples came to him, awoke him. Lord, save us, we perish. Why are you so fearful? O oh, you of little faith. He arose, rebuked the winds. There was a calm. But when the men marveled, what manner of man is this? Twenty-eight, when he was come out to the other side... Unto the country of Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs. Verse 29, they cried out, What do we have to do with thee, Jesus, Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? The swine was feeding, the, they besought him, saying, Cast us, suffer us to go into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go, they were come out, they, they the kept them fled, went into the city. And 34, the whole city came out. Nine continues, and he entered into the ship. Can you see it's just going on? Passed over, came to his own city. He, so he's back. He's gone into the ship, gone to the other side. Now he's come back to his own city. Behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed, Jesus seeing. Notice, it's just going on. Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, The man blasphemes. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, Why are you thinking evil in yourselves? Is it easier for me to say, <laughs> Your sins be forgiven, or arise and walk, but you may know that the Son of God has power on earth? 
you know he goes on that way he arose and departed to his house that's the man and when the multitude saw it they marveled glorified god verse 9 as jesus passed forth from thence he saw a man named matthew here's matthew himself the one who's writing he follows him he says follow me verse 10 he says he sat at meat in the house behold many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples pharisees saw it they said it's just going on can you see that why eatest thou your master with publicans and sinners jesus heard that he said they that behold need not a physician go learn what it meaneth i will have mercy not sacrifice 14 then came to him his disciples of john hmm. john's disciples came there like that it keeps going you know about fasting and then he talks about your new wine uh and all that and then it goes on while he had spake in 18 behold there came a certain ruler and worshiped him saying my daughter is even now dead come and lay thy hand upon her she shall live jesus arose and followed him so did his disciples and a certain woman which was diseased with an issue of blood notice that 12 years came behind it's not stopping it's just going touch the hem of his garments she said within within herself if i may but touch his garment i shall behold jesus turned him about saw her daughter be of good comfort she was made whole 23 jesus came into the ruler's house saw the minstrels said unto them give place the maid is not dead but sleepeth they laughed he put them all out verse 26 the fame thereof you know he raised her from the dead and 27 jesus departed thence two blind men so it's going on he has just finished that he has left there and the two blind men come following him crying son of david have mercy on us when he was coming to the house i believe that's his own house blind men came to him and jesus said believe ye that i am able to do this they said unto him yea lord then touched he their eyes saying according to your faith be it unto you and their eyes were open jesus straightly charged them saying see that no man know it of course they went ahead and told everybody <laughs> 32 as they went out behold they brought to him a dumb man possessed with the devil this thing is not stopping and when he when the devil was cast out the dumb spake the multitudes marveled saying it was never so seen in israel pharisees said he cast out devils through devils and jesus went about to cities and villages teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel so it looks like he's just continuing but when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion he said to the disciples the harvest truly is plenteous laborers are few pray ye therefore the lord of the harvest to send forth laborers then chapter 10 says he called his 12 then he gave them authority like that it keeps going so imagine in the midst of all this you know somebody says i'll follow you i want to follow you and he tells the guy hmm you know what birds have nests foxes have holes son of man has no place to rest his head in other words he's saying i'm busy man i'm here i'm there so for 3 years like that he just went and went about doing good healing all that were oppressed of the devil until the day he finished everything he was called to do by the father and he laid it all completely accomplished and went home 
finished the job. Amen. So today, um, you can see that this is a very good specimen or um, something we have to copy. Amen. Now we have a little trouble with Brother Sharat having to figure out which one to translate. So <laughs> we're going to pick and choose. We're going to just take Matthew uh, 8, 1 first of all. Amen. And then verse 3, Jesus put forth his hand and touched him saying, let's do verse 3 also. Verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. Amen. Verse 14, when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, Verse 18, when Jesus saw the multi great multitudes, he gave commandment to depart. Twenty-four, behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea. Hallelujah. Let's also go down towards uh, verse 34. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus when they saw him and besought him. Then, and then 9 verse 1, he entered into the ship and passed over. And then you notice here, the Bible talks about verse 2, the man sick of the palsy has come. God, uh, is it easier to forgive or easier to heal? All those kind of statements. But verse 5 says, For whether it's easy to say thy sins be forgiven thee. Let's hear that also. Praise God. Verse 9, Jesus passed forth from there. A man named Matthew arises and follows him. And then verse 18, while he spake these things, behold, there came a certain ruler, worshipped him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Verse 22, Jesus turned about when he saw her, said, Daughter, be of good comfort, your faith has made you whole. In 25, when the people were put forth out, he took her by the hand and the maid arose. 
along with your work you know what's your occupation what do you do and so uh, i remember the canada version where we read talked about business so praise god whatever your business is whatever you are doing as you go you are going to be prayerfully seeking god on how to fulfill what god created you for to walk in that manner worthy of the lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of him see and so we are not going to just cover up our faces and you know bury our heads like ostriches in the sand and pretend like nothing is going on but we are here for one reason to occupy till he comes so we are believing that we will occupy the airwaves we will occupy wherever our business is whatever we are doing we're going to look for that god given opportunity where we can stretch forth our hand and lay hands on the sick or speak a word you know into that life and tell them that jesus is coming soon amen 
So um, I want us to think about things like that. Let's go back to Colossians again. And we saw in chapter 1 that prayer from 9 all the way down. But towards the end of chapter 1, look at how it goes. He says there, verse 8, I mean 28, he says, Whom we preach, of course the whom is Jesus, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Let's hear that in Canada also. Krista Yesuvinali, Pratiopanu, Paripunanagi Madwante, Pratiopanu Echarisutta, Ella Nanadali, Pratiopanigu Bodhisutta, Nawatanu Saro Ragitevi. Praise God. So we are preaching on one hand, then we notice there teaching. Praise God. So there's not just preaching all the time. There's preaching which is including here warning. Notice we are preaching and warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. So there's a preaching and there's a teaching and there's a trying to make sure that whoever you are meeting you are able to warn them about Jesus, warn them about things to come, and then if there are others who are already in the body of Christ, our target towards them is to help perfect them. Notice, in wisdom, he says, every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Amen. So there is all of this stuff pretty well laid out plainly. So praise God for the times when you can go out there and maybe preach to someone who has never heard about these things. Thank God for that. It's a kind of warning and, you know, warnings can be kind of uh, strong sometimes and uh, alarming, you know. And then there's teaching where we look forward to build and perfect people who are already believers. You see, this is all part of the plan of God or the work of God. Can we hear verse 28 in Canada, please? Yes, Krista Yesvinali, Pratiopanu, Paripunanagi Madwante, Pratiopanu Echerisutta, Ella Nanadali, Pratiopanigu Bodhisutta, now Athanu Saro Radite. Praise God. So, why are we still on the air? Why are we doing what we are doing? Because we are out in the will of God, in the plan of God, which is you know, written out pretty clearly that this is the way it's expected. We are supposed to look at Him, look on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and follow that model which He has already portrayed. And then notice in the, ch the church age, uh, the age in which we live, it goes this way. He says, first we try to preach and warn people who don't know about Him, and then we try to make others in all wisdom perfect, complete, and present them before God as, look what has happened when we ministered, taught them, gave them the wisdom of God. See, they have become perfected in the will of God. Amen. So um, it is pretty plainly written out here. There's no big confusion as to what do we do. Amen. It's, it's actually a great thing to know that God has opened his heart 
and explain these things out here. In verse 29 he says, Whereunto also I labor striving according to his power or his working which worketh in me mightily. So there's, there's work that worked all these things that made Jesus go non-stop, that just kept him going, where he said, man, I don't know where I'll be sleeping next. But you do see him making little trips back home. He'll go about, do his work and come back home. And even there, people would follow him all the way to the house. And all of this stuff, stuff is going on. Of course, he was not wearing a mask back then, but <laughs> praise God. Uh, you know, he was doing whatever he had to do. And notice verse 29 says, I labor striving according to his working. Jesus claimed that the works that he was doing were not just done by him, but it was the Father working in him. And it's that same working that is working in Paul. He says, according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Praise God. So you could say that the same person who worked in Paul mightily is also in us. And we are also uh, open to God. It doesn't matter how you look on the outside, what size or color you are, male or female. All that doesn't matter anymore. The one inside you is the greater one. He's the power that worked in Paul. And now he can also work in us and work mightily. Praise God. Let's read verse 29 also in Kannada. Nanali Balaginda Kari Maduatana Kalasakanusaravagi Nanusaha Adakagi Prayasapurta Horadutin. Amen. So there is this working that has to be accomplished. In other words, we may have to just as we go, because we have been listening and hearkening to the will of God through the word that He's talking to us where he says, occupy till I come, and we know he's coming soon, sooner than even Paul and the others experienced. This thing is so close, it's unbelievable. You know, it's like sometimes if you consider what is going on, it looks like just months away. And so, do you mean I have already finished all I'm supposed to do? I don't think so. I think we should be having our ear open and we should just stick with the instructions and be given to prayer, especially because that's what we're called to do in the last days, be given to prayer. And then as you go out about your business, whatever contact you have with the outside, you look for an opportunity to warn someone who doesn't know. And then you look for an opportunity to be able to perfect those who already know so that you can bring them up to the level where you can say, See, I present to you so and so. Look at the perfections that the wisdom and the word and the spirit of God have brought to his people. Amen. So um, we should be uh, thinking like that prayerfully on a daily basis, considering all these kind of things as we see the approach of the Lord, you know, so close. Amen. So, um, you know, we must try. I, I I remember, you know, not too long ago, I had to step out there and, you know, it's not easy. You know, everybody wants to be accepted and uh, you don't want to be rejected. But the chief cornerstone himself was rejected. So, you know, I was trying to talk to somebody who was running a business and, you know, he, he began to lose it. 
and uh, I talked about Jesus, and uh, then he talked about his gods, and, you know, things began to get out of hand, and he raised his voice, and, you know, and uh, we got, uh, you know, into some mode there. It was not easy, I tell you. And, uh, you know, he said, yes, they're passing it as a law in the Sabah that there's going to be only one nation, one religion. Uh, we, don't, we don't want any more of this secular business. And I said, you see, there's a force. I was telling you that there's a force coming. People are going to be forced without the choice, without the will. And he was just going. And eventually I had to say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do, buy anything from here, and I, I'm not going to do any business here, and I just had to leave. And he said, yes, uh, religion is more important than business. And, you know, it's hot, man. It's hot. That's why nobody feels like sharing anything or preaching anything out there, uh, because... They're not going to just say, yes, thank you. Oh, I like. he said, I don't want your message. We don't want to hear your message. You Jesus people, you're always trying to bring conversion. I said, we're just bringing the choice. I don't want your choice. I don't want your message. You know, it was hot, man. It was really hot. But we have to. So afterwards, I said, Lord, I'm supposed to do this, right? I'm supposed to go out. And people may not like it, and people may hate me and uh, reject me, but I must try prayerfully. <laughs> it was not easy, man. I, I came back home, and it took a few hours to really cool off, maybe about four or five hours going through, pondering about it. But imagine Jesus was going... Next, 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 next. Wow. And... Paul said that power was working in him mightily. And I believe that power is in us also. But we'll have to step out there where the rubber meets the road, where, where the action is. Amen. And uh, because as you go. See, so Jesus saw all these things and his compassion was still moved after all of that. He saw the people. He saw their needs. He saw they didn't know their right from their left. He said they're like sheep without a shepherd. And he's like, ah, he called his 10. Uh, I mean, his 12. And then he equipped them. He spoke the authority over them in the name and released them out there, you know. And um, then he called the 70. And then eventually 120 after Pentecost. And then 5,000. And then you and me, you know, millions later. Praise God. And, and Paul is telling us here that that power, that same power is working in us and it can work in us mightily because there's no actual uh, reduction in the power or the person of the power, which is the Holy Ghost. He's the greater one. But we'll have to uh, look for an opportunity uh, prayerfully to, to go out there as we go and uh, make contact and don't be fearful and don't be intimidated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go read something out of the book of Acts. Let's go to Acts chapter 17. And let's see verse 17 itself. You know, this was how things went with Paul also. He had gone to Athens here. His heart was stirred. His spirit was stirred within him. He saw the city like that. I believe that city was very much like this city. Verse 17, therefore disputed he in the synagogue, verse 17 says, with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. There was disputing going on. You know, dispute means 
some kind of arguments, you know, you're at it. It's different opinions, mingling of thoughts. Oh man, it's not very easy. Dispute. Can you imagine disputing like that? Dispute it in the synagogue. Let's hear that in verse 17 also, Kannada. Acts 17, 17, brother. So they're going to dispute with you. Why, why are you telling us about your Jesus? We don't want your Jesus. We don't want your message. So in a hostile world, in an environment where they don't want your Jesus, you're supposed to go. And as you go, preach. And look for an opportunity. Amen. The best thing to do is take a nice fluffy um, blanket, cover yourself, put on your mask, put on your headphones, and just lie down. It's a wonderful time to just enjoy God. Don't you think so? <laughs> but we have to occupy. <laughs> he said, you Christians are always trying to convert somebody. Do you know this anti-conversion? I said, I just listened to him for a few minutes. I said, you have no idea. It's just a choice. I have to tell you this. We don't want your message. I don't want your message. Praise God. Did God make a mistake by sending you to this world at this time? They are not happy. People are saying, the guy was saying, the thing is shutting down. There's nothing left here. You know, here I am. And then you go tell them about Jesus. <laughs> And it seems to make him worse. But then you see something like this, that Paul disputed, disputed in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons in the marketplace. How many times? Daily. Daily. Daily he would just head out there to the marketplace and just go for it. <laughs> Glory to God. He said, And I labor, striving with that working which worketh in me mightily. Amen. So there you go. Uh, whoever met Paul was going to get it. And they would dispute about it. And you could be sure he'd be there the next day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 18. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and the Stoics encountered him. See that? Different types of thinkings. Oh, we believe in this one, and we believe in that one, and we believe in this. You know, all these characters have been there before. Encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? This yakky fellow, just talking trash, you know, just opening his mouth and saying, blah, 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 blah. Other some, he seemed to be a setter forth of strange gods. Strange gods. <laughs> because he preached unto them Jesus. Strange God. And the resurrection. This guy was telling me all kinds of stuff. So, you know, when they go this way and that way, you'll also say something. I said, this is not a strange person. This person created everything. No, Jesus is not the creator. He's a message boy, it seems. <laughs> of course, I said, I see. Okay. All right. I guess I have to leave you. And I left. Amen. 
Praise God. So like that, there's going to be ethnic fighting, north versus south. You are a stranger. You are a foreigner. It's a foreign God. Go some other place. Get out of here. We don't want you here. Get out. You know what they're saying. And here you are at the very fringe of time. This is a wonderful time to just close your ears with the latest Bose speakers and put on some mask here and here and just sleep. And say, Jesus is coming. Bye. I mean, I feel like doing that. But then, look at the people that went ahead of us. See how they worked. Praise God. I'm not saying that, you know, by force you have to just go out there. It's nothing about legalism. It's just that that same compassion and that feeling for them that they don't know their right from their left. And Jesus went ahead doing this almost non-stop, closely followed by Paul, I believe. And then now they've gone, and they're in heaven, and they're watching, and now it's our turn. Wow, praise God. <laughs> Looks like our work is well cut out for us. Here it's our turn now. And this guy who's talking to me is half my age. you know, And he doesn't respect my gray hair even. So don't think that they're going to respect anything about you. It's, you're going head to head. I mean, this is a clash going on. Praise God. And so, um, hallelujah. Verse 19 continues, And they took him and brought him to uh, the Areopagus, or Areophagus, or however it's pronounced, Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. At least they wanted to know. These guys don't want to know. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know therefore what things these mean. Or these things mean. You know they are different. They, they wanted to know at least. Praise God. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. So these guys just like to get all this knowledge about, okay, they believe this and these guys believe that. And he said, you Christians, that's all you want to do. You just want to convert people. <laughs> I almost had a laugh. But it was, you know, hot. It was nonstop. 22, then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, you men of Athens... I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. You just have too many fears. You're too conscious of spirits. Hallelujah. And so he goes on talking. You know, let's hear these couple of verses in Canada also. I think we've heard verse 17. If we have, yeah, then we can do 18, maybe up to 20. ಹೇಳಬೇಕೆಂದಿದ್ದಾನೆ Praise God. You know, and then Paul begins to tell them that the God who owns heaven and earth doesn't live in temples made with hands. 
He said there in 26, he has made of one blood all nations. One blood all nations. That's why whether you are Chinese or African or, you know, any color, if they need blood, if you have the blood, that's all that's important. It doesn't matter whether it was Chinese blood. Hallelujah. Except now maybe they'll have to examine the blood a little closely. <laughs> but you get the picture here. He has made all men of one blood. Notice. And he has appointed their boundaries, times, and habitations that they should seek God. Verse 27. The Lord, the one who made all men of one blood. So he's not just the God of one nation. He's the God of all nations. 28. In Him we live and move and have our being. And he goes on to say, you know, all the way down in verse 31, he says, because He has appointed a day in the which He will judge the world. See that? So I have to go and tell them these things because there's a day coming. You and I, I have this knowledge, this understanding, this revelation that there is a judgment day coming. And we have to do what we have to do. We have to be pure from the blood of all men. We must, you know, I may not be able to meet a whole stadium of people. But I, as I go, notice that, there's a race for me. There's a race for you. As you go out there, whoever you meet could be your liable next person that you have to deal with. You may have to warn them. You may have to give them some conversation and tell them about this Jesus. Because that may be the only chance they get to know about Jesus. See, even though it is wild and it's in, you know, uh, pretty tough to just get into the conversation. And I tell you, it's not, it's not fun. And you don't like to be rejected. And so you feel very discouraged about it. But I don't think God made a mistake by sending us to the earth at this time. You are the right person for this day. You are the right person for this time. And so, please tell them, there's a day appointed in the which He will judge the world in righteousness by that man who is ordained. Amen. Then verse 32 says, When they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others <laughs> said, We will hear thee again on this matter. <clears throat> Even when Paul preached, some mocked. They said, ah, rubbish. So what? They may do the same to you. At least they did the same to Paul. Can you imagine? It's not necessary that everybody accepted what Paul said. This place is called Areopagus. Apparently it means a place where, you know, the high court or, or, or whatever of that land used to meet. Important people, decision makers and so on. So they brought him there and said, okay, let's hear you now. Praise God. Now, you may not be taken to such places. Maybe you'll be taken to the police station. <laughs> and you can explain there. Tell us now, what, what are you doing? And then you explain. Hallelujah. And it, when they heard of the resurrection, some mocked. Others said, we will hear you again of this matter. Go, we'll hear you again. 33, Paul departed from among them. How be it, verse 34 says, certain men clave unto him and believed, among the which was Dionysius, the Areopagite. So it means that that person 
was also part of that um, high uh, judging ability. Can you see that? He was not, not an ordinary person. And a woman named Damaris and others with them. So at least there were some that were brought in. And uh, God knows who wants to hear and who's going to receive. And uh, we owe them to, to say it. And, and then God will cause those who are supposed to know, they will call, they will accept. Praise God. And so my brother, my sister, if Paul went through such things, then I guess we also have to go through it. If we're going to the same place. I, I believe we're going to the same place as Paul. <laughs> Amen. Let's hear this also in Canada. Maybe 31 first of all. And then 30, all the way to 33. <laughs> Satavara Punarata and the Vishav on the Kedaga Kalavu, Apahasia Madida. Bere Kalavu, Nino Ishavadali, Heru the Nunao, Inunusari Kirtevander. He gave Lu Paulano our mother in the Hortuboda. Amen. So you notice here that there is going to be this kind of situation cropping up every now and then. Your neighbor may not like your name, he may not want to have anything to do with you just because. You do not have a familiar sounding name. Your name sounds like it came from another world altogether. But that's all right. You know, we're made of one blood. Glory to God. And we must keep our hearts uh, soft and sober and supple before them also. Even though, naturally speaking, you can become hardened and you can become quite negative to going out and telling anybody anything. But there is a plan for you and I on the planet and that's why we're still here otherwise we could have left Amen Praise God Let's go to uh, Philippians also and observe there Philippians chapter 1 and I go down towards verse 20 it says According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed but that with all boldness, as always, so also now, Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. It's all right, you know. If you begin to think about it, what's the worst that can happen? They can kill you. But you know this person that we're talking about, Paul here? Hmm. They couldn't kill him. They stoned him, tortured him, hung him here and there you know, left him for dead, <clears throat> all of these varieties of things. But notice the story, he became Paul the aged, Philemon 1 says in verse 9, I believe. So this working of that power that worked in Paul mightily is also in us. Verse 21, he continues, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Hallelujah. To die is gain. Honestly speaking, it's a fun thing that we're at the end of it all. If these are the last days, if these are the very last moments on the earth, praise God, it doesn't get better than this. And so, if you can just prayerfully consider, one day at a time, looking for an opportunity, a God-given chance for you to engage somebody, 
and minister Jesus to them. It's all right. It's okay. And uh, as you pray, I believe God will help you. Don't think too much about how many multitudes you're going to reach because I don't know if that's you know, very possible. But we'll do what we can. Hallelujah. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Verse 22. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what shall I choose? I wot not. <laughs> For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. So, you know, Paul, after all of these things, he said, you know, I really like to go home. It's far better. But to remain, he says, 24, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So we're, we're really here for somebody else. We're really here for somebody else. Notice that in our talks over there from Second Peter, it would develop from faith, you know, and then go through into brotherly love and eventually to love and then preferring people above ourselves. And, and so as we begin to contemplate maturity, growing up in the Lord, you will decide for yourself that I'm here for somebody else. I'm not really here for myself. Amen. So we may have to settle that once and for all. Let's hear um, these verses in Canada, please. Maybe verse 20 on all the way to 24. <laughs> Amen. So there is always a choice. There is this balance going on in your own personal life to stay or to go. And God wants us to consider that it's a freely given choice. You know, He could have prayed that we be taken out of this planet and we would have been taken away immediately after our salvation. But he prayed that we should not be taken away, but we should be kept. Hallelujah. And so God is faithfully keeping us up to this moment. I believe he'll keep us till we see him face to face. And so, you know, thank God that your needs are met. And you're alive and you're blessed and you're healed and you're delivered. And now you're just here for somebody else's benefit. Amen. Whether it is to preach by warning them or to help in the building process of the body, to perfect the body of Christ. That is all we're here for. I mean, that's about it. For Otherwise, the best thing for us is to just head home. It's far better. In, in our Father's house, there are many mansions. Jesus said, in our Father's house, there are many mansions. Amen. And uh, these people have already gone ahead. And they're in the mansions, I believe. I believe they're enjoying 
that wonderful place and they're watching us now and it's our turn to go forward and accomplish what we were created for. Amen. So consider these thoughts today. May the Lord give you wisdom. You may have to pray these prayers so that you get filled and then stirred up to do these things. Amen. To go out there with the name of Jesus. To go out looking for an opportunity like a treasure hunt. You know, you are going out there looking for treasure. And who is it going to be? Who is it going to be? You know, uh, and it's all right. Sometimes they're not going to receive it. Sometimes it's going to be tough. But then sometimes someone may accept. Someone may receive. I heard a testimony, you know, Brother Joji was saying how this person used to bash up his wife. And his wife had accepted Jesus. And uh, I think uh, that was Dr. Adebanjo's house help or so. And eventually the man, you know, just kept abusing his wife. But one day it began to work on him. And he came to Brother Joji and he got led to the Lord and praise God. You know, there's an awesome testimony there. That, that's one family that's changed forever. Hallelujah. So there are people like that who have been already known in God and by God that you're going to influence either by warning or teaching or stabilizing, perfecting, you know, so that we can say, I can present someone now perfect in Christ. Hallelujah. So that's what the striving and the labor is all about. He says, we strive and we labor with that power that works in us mightily. Praise God. The Holy Ghost will always lead us in this kind of way because it's the way of Jesus. It's the way of the Spirit. You know, you can see that in the Scripture. Amen. Now, I would like us to again go back to Hebrews. I had just quoted that briefly, but now I'm going to read it. Um, actually from the scripture. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Verse 1 says, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Wow. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 1 first in Canada, please. Adhikarana. Sakshayara ishtudadda megao nama suttalu irudarinda yalla baravannu silabavagi muttikolluva papavannu nao tegedittu Amen. So, notice that there's first of all uh, a flow from chapter 11 into the 12th chapter. They were not divided into chapters and verses in the original because you don't write letters like that, right? These are letters. So, it was a flow of thinking. You'll have to follow the context who are the ones that are encompassed us in such a great cloud of witnesses? They are the ones that have gone ahead of us. The people of faith, the people that are already in heaven. They are watching us, the Bible says. And we should consider that. We must be clear that they are actually um, cognizant of what we are doing. They can perceive what we are doing down here. 
And uh, they are actually expecting us to stand using their examples also. You know, I can imagine Paul saying, I've been through this stuff. You can do it, man. I was so small. You're bigger than me. You know, things like that. <laughs> you've got, you know, this and that as an advantage. You know, you've got a cell phone. You can preach with that phone. You know, all those thoughts may be passing through them. There's so much we can do, you know. Uh, sometimes you notice this WhatsApp messages have gone around the world a couple of times. You could just throw your message out there too. It would probably go around a couple of times and finally come back to your phone. So make a message, send it out there. Hallelujah. You know, uh, I noticed one of our sisters doing the push-up challenge and whatever you can do just to make sure that we can bring this message out there, whatever. It's all a tool for us to finish. Notice it says, since we are clear that we are watched by this heavenly cloud, let us lay aside. Notice we are supposed to lay aside every weight and the sin. So there's something called a weight. There's something that can be uh, not necessarily a sin, but it's just a, a thing that holds you down. Weights are connected to gravity. Have you noticed that? So it's like a force that pulls you down. I want to uh, remind you of the fact that David said, my flesh is going towards the dust, constantly tending towards the dust. There's a part of us in our flesh nature that's always going downwards. It's not going upwards. It's always trying to hold us down. Everything uh, is free for us. We are not under any kind of legalism, but not everything edifies us. You know, we are so free. We are actually a very free people in the New Covenant. But not everything is going to be a help. But some things can actually be a bit of a hindrance and even a weight. Praise God. Not necessarily a sin. So we may have to identify what is a weight in our life that is hindering us from going forward and running the race and fulfilling the plan of God. That is just holding us back, you know. Sometimes... Uh, you yourself have to figure that out for you to lay it. So it may just be a very, um, what can I say, a legitimate thing. There's nothing wrong with it, actually, you know. Not everything will edify, even though everything is admissible. And, you know, it's not going to edify. It may be better to drop something just to make sure you're on the edge and you can go forward and do what you have to do. God help us. Can you see all that? And of course, the sin is blatant. Whatever the sin is that uh, entangles and easily besets. You know, for some people it may be anger and uh, the ability to not forgive, uh, to hold grudges against people that makes you hard-hearted, that makes you intemperate and you lose it. You just get angry and holler at people, whatever it is. You know, and run the race that is set before us with patience. So we may have to endure some stuff. It, it doesn't matter. That patience is involved in finishing. Let's stay like that to the end. So I believe one day at a time is more than enough. Let's read this in Kannada also, verse 1, please. Ada Kannada, 
ಸಾಕ್ಷಿಯವರ ಇಷ್ಟು ದೊಡ್ಡ ಮೇಘವು ನಮ್ಮ ಸುತ್ತಲೂ ಇರುವುದರಿಂದ ಎಲ್ಲ ಭಾರವನ್ನು ಸುಲಭವಾಗಿ ಮುತ್ತಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವ ಪಾಪವನ್ನು ನಾವು ತೆಗೆದುಬಿಟ್ಟುವ ಆಮೇನ್ ಸೊ I I believe that you you and I as we prayerfully consider the Holy Spirit may shine light on some of these things and may be able to help us with shedding some of these things. Amen. Looking onto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. So our eyes have to be on Jesus. We need real fellowship, true fellowship with the Lord, with the Father. we need to enjoy that and that will stir us up you cannot be in fellowship with the godhead and be uninvolved <laughs> you will definitely be full you will be full of compassion full of joy your heart will be tender you will begin to see the way they see they will come to you very clearly and reveal themselves to you any time you fellowship with them what happens is that their heart is open to you and you begin to start thinking the way they think you begin to see the way they see hallelujah they will actually come and live through you so paul said for me to live is christ i believe he had enjoyed that kind of fellowship with the godhead that even if he was in jail he could be singing and shouting it would be all right that's some level you know you just go through a few symptoms now and then and you feel like backsliding <laughs> you feel like not praising god you feel like you know clamping up and not speaking the word of god what about hanging there you know from chains and your back bleeding and that's constant you're always being hounded like a dog harassed all the time rejected and still you sing you praise god and you go forward no one day said i labor I labor. Thank God we have these examples. You know, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. The joy that was set before him. That's our target. Our target must be the end of it all. We have to look beyond the problem and thank God we're so close to seeing Jesus face to face. We need to consider the fellowship of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. unending eternal comfort you and i are going to enjoy that very soon we're going to be standing on streets of gold <laughs> in that wonderful matchless bright city full of precious stones everywhere wow life life more abundantly to the full is going to be manifested in us through us actually it'll shine through us Hallelujah we will shine like stars the bible says they that turn many to righteousness shall shine like the stars praise god woo different levels of glory the bible says we will shine oh thank god for that our shining day is closer than we expect hallelujah i believe it's not too far i believe it's coming really really soon <laughs> glory to god hallelujah people are making plans i'm telling you the the world is making some plans i just from the mouth of that guy i was preaching to i heard the, this thing is happening right now and um so be be on the lookout for your opportunity to fellowship with god fellowship with the godhead enjoy them get their heart go with it step outside and see how they see full of compassion full of mercy hallelujah
He said, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. See, the cross for us is the will of God. The cross for Jesus was the will of God for Jesus. The cross for us is the will of God for us. What's the will of God for us? That we warn people. That we perfect and help build up people. Amen. Whatever we can do in that area, let's do it. Because time's running out. You know, even though our flesh may not like it, and our natural uh, selfish mode may be hindering us, it doesn't matter. Let's go on. Because eventually, He is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You and I will enjoy that place. Can you imagine actually enjoying the seat there with our Father? That's going to be fun, right? <laughs> oh, glory to God. Let's hear verse 2 also in Canada, please. Amen. Praise God. So there is a place of shame also. Jesus was actually put to shame. He was treated like trash. And that's why the world sees him that way. They look at him and say, look at him hanging on a cross. What a weak God he is. They, they can't see that all that was for our sake. He's not going to be like that forever. The next time they see him, they're going to see him as the Lord of glory, possessor of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. All his humiliation, all his being put to shame and becoming, in quote, a servant was just for us. Because of his love for us, he took our place. Amen. So there's going to be shame. We have this a special privilege of being a partaker of the reproach of Christ to go outside the city bearing His reproach because that is our new altar in the new covenant that others do not have any privilege of eating from. Amen? But because of that, He was given a name which is above every name. Because of that, you're going to share in the honor of God. God's honor is eternal. God's honor transcends this realm. It goes into the ages that are to come. Can you imagine? Your shining is going to be in the ages to come. Sitting down at the right hand of majesty on high. Wow. Praise God. What a place. What a place. So my brother, my sister, I want us to think about these things a little bit. And, um, you know, as you approach the end... Begin to think about, okay, I've never shared with anybody before. I have never taught anybody before. I have never laid hands on anybody before. Lord, give me strength. Let me do it. Let my latter years be better than my former. Let me have wisdom in my latter times. Let me at least do the will of God now. Hallelujah. Just take a step prayerfully. Consider these thoughts prayerfully and just step out there. Look for an opportunity and know that you also are partners with them. They have been through this. They have endured some of these things. And now you can feel what they felt. And so that you can receive the honor that they also are enjoying today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's, let's pray a little bit. I feel we should just pray, ponder about these things prayerfully for a minute or two.
Anasta pradita lusoro borekente. Amatako to kore barakade balala mande. Oh, Father, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Mantoko medengile pradeya saporoto. Pravamente reparazuroku sekere barakataya. Oh, shambremente le provote kela baramaya. Otavriste frezemete kere belejemberiata. Father, in Jesus' name. O presete corieste, I know that it's coming soon. Your son is coming soon. Trepeste freneyente, because we do not know the day and the hour, but we know that the signs are proving that things are really close. And so we want to be able to do what we are supposed to do. Lead along our path people that are supposed to hear our voice. Lord, help us to occupy till the day we see you, Lord, face to face. I believe there's a wisdom for us in these last days. I believe there is counsel, there is understanding, there is a special anointing for us in the last days. I thank you for that anointing upon your people. That none will be shaken, none will be moved, that we will persevere, we will continue, we will press in, by the working that works in us mightily. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for that one person. Thank you for that one family. Thank you for that life that we are supposed to affect. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, hallelujah. We bless you. We praise you for ordering our footsteps. We'll be at the right place at the right time. Thank you, Lord, for the patience and the long-suffering with joyfulness to be able to endure no matter whether they receive what we are saying or not. We worship you. We praise you. We thank you for stretching forth your hand to heal, for doing signs and wonders in the name of your holy child, Jesus. We worship you right now. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Amen. We're going to just um, consider one more thing. In verse 22, he says, But you are come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, God the judge of all things, the spirits of just men made perfect, etc., etc. Notice that we are not people who are wondering if we'll make it to heaven. We know that our names are written in heaven. Hallelujah. We are on our way to heaven. There are some people who are not sure whether they're going to heaven. But if you have called on the name of Jesus, your name is in the book. You are going to heaven. Hallelujah. It's just that you need to be able to run your race. You need to finish your course. You need to be able to do what you are supposed to do. That's what is important right now. Because today is an opportunity to get right into the plan of God for your life. Repent if you've done nothing. Ask Him for mercy and then do something. Do something about it. Get people saved or get them filled with the Holy Ghost or help build up the body by giving them the foundational doctrines. You know, just get to do something. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be scared. Your name is in the book. You're on your way to heaven. 
It's just that we want to get our works right. We want to make sure we finish our targets by the power of God working in us mightily, not by legalism, but because from inside we have a desire to see the power working through us, through our, through us as a vessel. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now is a good time to give an offering if you'd like to. In gratitude, no, again, not by force, because this is going to help this work continue. It's going to be a proof that you partook on the earth. You gave of substance. You know, people uh, followed Jesus and gave of their substance. Luke 8 says there that there were many women also uh, who gave from their substance and supported the work of Jesus Christ. Can we hear verse 22 in Canada, please, as we ponder about this? Amen. Wow. Awesome. Praise God. So rejoice. Give cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. And I believe that the blessing of the Lord will overtake you in this time. Bible says you will laugh at famine and pestilence. It won't come near you. You will laugh at it. It has not changed. God has not changed. The promise has not changed. The covenant has not changed. He is a faithful God. Hallelujah. Shall we give in Jesus' name? Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father. We bless you at this moment. We open our hearts to give, Lord, in obedience to your word. And we thank you for everyone that's giving right now. We worship you, Lord, for those that are giving by the media and tithing and so forth. We use this as a point of contact to release the mercy of God in Jesus' name. Here mortal men receive, but there he that lives forever receives. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity while on this earth to be involved in your work. Now the earth must heal for us. Angels work. Now the increase come. We are willing and obedient. We'll eat the good of the land. We'll drive the good of the land. We'll live in the good of the land. We receive the good of the land. We receive right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Sharat. We enjoyed your translation very much. Hallelujah. Say hello to the family. Thank you so much. You are blessed.